Welcome back to the Flopcast. My name is AJ. I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host, Carl. How's it going today, Carl? Good, bro. Good to be back. Uh, excited for this episode. We got a lot to talk about. Looking forward to it. And a late Merry Christmas to you guys. We got caught up on the last show. Didn't get to wish you a Merry Christmas. But before we get a little too buzzed, I want to <laughs> say Happy New Year. This year has been crazy. 2020. Uh, I'm ready for it to be over. Let's move into 2021 with the vaccine. Hopefully that'll change some things in our lifestyle and our culture. And we can get back out doing some restaurants, doing some Buffalo Wild Wings, doing some bars, that kind of stuff. Watching football together again. Yeah. I mean, things have been crazy. But uh, Happy New Year's to you guys. I hope uh, you guys have a good one. Be safe. Be smart. Drink responsibly. <laughs> If you drive, what's the saying? What's the saying? If you drive, no, drive sober or get, get pulled, pulled over. over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say no to drugs. Just say no. Okay. So let's start off here. Uh, last podcast, Carl and I made a bet. In the Dynasty uh, League of Champions, we were playing for third place. And it literally came down to the last game on Monday night, Buffalo Bills versus the New England Patriots. I had Josh Allen and Devin Singletary. Carl had Stephon Diggs. He went into the game up like three or six points. I forget how much it was. We all saw the game. Josh Allen's Stephon Diggs tore it up. Carl was slowly creeping back into uh, a possible chance of tying it you know maybe Josh Allen uh goes out of the game and they bring in the backup and Stefan catches a long bomb or something I was worried uh Devin Singletary was a non-factor uh but in the end I ended up winning by like eight points the bet was and it's this was Carl's bet to jump in the icy waters <laughs> of his backyard and you know, we reevaluated that as we came in today. It's <laughs> cold outside. I don't want my man to get sick. He's a father now. If he were to die, Ooh. then, you know, we would have to watch after baby Kamara and we want him to live. So we're going to hold off on that bet. He's going to do something. Um, maybe we'll do it during the daytime. We'll get a recording. It's a lot. That way it's not as cold outside. Um so I'm giving him a pass for tonight. AJ, I, I appreciate it. You're a good guy, bro. You're a good guy. You know, I don't know if anybody's told you that lately. You're a great guy. Showing a lot of mercy, a lot of grace on me. Um, you know, I made that bet. I was drunk when I made that bet. And that's how bets go. You know, you're usually making bets when you're drunk. So. Well, you don't get off free. Right. I, I want... At least half of that mind haze okay. chugged right now. Yeah, so today's episode, we are drinking. We're taking it back to some uh, beers that we've drank in the past couple episodes. We got a mixture of Bud Light Platinum Seltzers. 8%. 8%. And then we also have Firestone Mind Haze. Here we go. Carl taking the big swig here. That's good stuff. Uh, there we go. Okay. All right. You owe me, though. 
You owe me. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. And we also got Jay Schultz in the house. What's How are you up? doing, Jay Schultz? I'm feeling good. Jay feeling Schultz good. is always in the house. He's just kind of creeping in the background, just kind of lurking. Comes, chills. Yeah, yeah he's, he's an observer. <laughs> Make sure everything goes smoothly. Hey, but I will say this. Props to Jay Schultz. I think he, in the, what, three leagues you play in? Four leagues, maybe? Three, three. three leagues. He had a pretty good run in all leagues. Uh, he missed the playoffs in one, but won the championship in another, was in the mix in one other. So congrats to you, Schultz. Pretty good year. Um, maybe you should be the one doing this podcast. Yeah. You know, that's, I wanted to make sure I was here just so, you know, you at least have one champ present. Yeah. I know in the last few years you guys have won. And, we've gone wait, dry. What did you guys do last year? No, we've gone dry. Carl and I have gone dry the past couple of years. Yeah. You guys made a run last year, though. Made, you know, I made a run this year. Yeah, I made a run. In Dynasty, but it didn't happen. All right, happen so that either. that's what our first segment's going to be today. We are going to crown the champs, and we play in three leagues, kind of mix and match with our group of friends and everyone involved. Um, here in this room, we play in three leagues together, so let's do it first. We'll go to the B-Boys League, uh, and that's going to be Jay Schultz, and Jay Nasty takes out... Stand for the Anthem. Or, I'm sorry. Stand for the Anthem takes out... Uh, Sandusky's, Sandusky's tight ends. Israel, who's been in that championship game multiple times, but has yet to come up with it, um, come out with the title. So Jay Schultz kind of ran away with that. You got it pulled up, Carl? Yeah. Go ahead yeah. and read it off. So we got the score here. Stand for the Anthem with 146.28. Uh, beat Sandusky's tight ends, 133.10. And uh, Schultz came out, bro. He came out swinging. Big game, bro. A lot of points. Um, man, Jalen Hurts, 18 points. Kareem Hunt, 16. I want to talk about David Montgomery playing good ball the last month of the season. Uh, and he kept it up. 20 points this week. We are a fantasy podcast. We're a football podcast. Uh, but we like to focus on fantasy football. That's what we love to do. Where are you drafting David Montgomery next year? Uh, David Montgomery, man, uh, tricky, but is he a top? Is he a top twelve pick? I I think I'm taking him in the second in the first round. round? Second, in the second round. I'm take him in the second. Okay, so you're he's probably he's got to be a fifth running back off the board then. Yeah, fourth running back off the board. Um, you got Saquon, you got Christian McCaffrey, you'll have you got Cook, Zeke, Henry, you got Cook, Kamara. Henry. You're taking all those guys above him. That's about seven. So yeah. he's maybe the eighth pick. I'm, eighth I'm taking. Back? I'm taking De- Devonte Adams over him. You, of course, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, maybe late first, second. Like if if I'm pick like 10, 11, 12, look, I might get him on the flip. You got Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, uh, Josh Jacobs. All three of those names were late first round picks this year. Yeah. Er- early second rounders. Yeah. He's in that mix. But I think he's higher because those guys didn't perform like like he did this year. He was the number two running back for the past five or six weeks, I think it was. Okay. He went on a stretch where he scored 20-something-plus points for like six weeks, I think. Mm. And no other running back had done that in the season. I mean, the offense 
hit this. I don't know. They they found something. I, I think they found that he was working, and yeah. then Trubisky came back looking better than he had been in early in the season. I think he's a first round pick for me. It's hard to come by running backs that are getting volume like that, and then if he's gonna start producing like that, and we going back to his rookie year, he was hot. He looked really good in the preseason, and then he faded towards the regular season. But you got to think he's a rookie. He's still learning the game, you know, getting acclimated to the offense. I think this guy might have hit that that turn, and he could be someone that I think I think he's someone you should look at next year real hard. And I would take him over. Let's let's do that game real quick. Uh, do you take him over Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones still in the Packers. No, I think Aaron Jones is gone. So no, Aaron Jones is on another squad. Um, I'll probably go with David Montgomery. Okay. Do you take him over Clyde Edwards-Helaire? I'm gonna take Ceh. Really? Yeah. Really? Really. I don't. I don't expect Le'Veon Bell to be there next. My season. expectations on Clyde Edwards-Helaire are a lot lower. Now that I've seen him play, uh, I still think he's a good running back. I still think he's needs to be drafted in the second round, maybe third round. Uh, what about Miles Sanders? I will take. I'll take Montgomery there. Okay, let's do one more. What about Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs. That's a, good, that's a good one. That one's tough, dude. That one's real tough. But I think I'm going to go with... I think I'll go with David Montgomery over Jacobs. I think I, besides the top guys that are... Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry. I think you can count Zeke back in there once he gets a good quarterback. Dak back in the mix. Um... Who else? Uh, Delvin Cook. I think those are the only guys that I'm taking. You're above. taking Montgomery over Kamara next season. No, Kamara is also in that mix. Okay, so that's five, five running backs, and then I think I'm in for David Montgomery. So if I don't get one of those guys and he's on the board, I think I'm going for it. I don't are know. You, we'll we'll reevaluate. If, obviously, if but Devontae's on the board. Are you taking? No, I'm taking Devontae. Obviously, okay. those top receivers come first. Okay. But Tyree I'm just Kill talking about Tyree Kill. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he so he's in play for the first round. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I think because you get to the back of the first round, and those guys, those top top three receivers, will also be gone. Yeah. And now you're looking at either, you know, like a Stefan Diggs, maybe. Where are you taking him? First oh, round? Diggs, man. Mm. I'm probably going to go second with that. Yeah. yeah. So this is some fun stuff we're doing here because we're going to get into this later in the season um, uh, as we get closer to fantasy football. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy to kind of wrap the year up and see where these guys land. Stefan Diggs, the number one receiver in the year. I don't think anyone predicted that. No. Um I don't think anyone predicted he'd have that type of an impact on that team. Well, actually, he's not. Well, 
yardage wise, he is a top receiver. Fantasy wise, it's still Devontae. I think Diggs is two. No, I think Devontae. Yeah, Diggs is number two, I think. Yeah. Um, three. 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 Yeah, three. So crazy. Crazy. So uh, then we'll flip on the Izzo side, man. He he had a big game from Josh Allen. Uh, Almost, you know, he probably could have pulled it out with Allen if, if the Bills hadn't just blown out uh new england you know maybe they <laughs> go, leave allen in go there, for another you know touchdown uh, or two because you know it, it kind of looked like this game was you know put away and then we see josh allen have this huge game what what really hurt israel this week was keenan allen and james robinson were both out right those are two of his starters all year long yeah out for the championship game yeah he went and picked up a or and Agumba Wale, but Agumba Wale had a decent game, but you picked up Frank Gore. Frank Gore, I mean, yeah, he was trying, but Sonny Michelle. Yeah, it it was too little. Yeah, that I mean, that really hurt him. Those two guys definitely. So, congrats, Jay Schultz. You got anything to say? Uh, no, this is my second season with uh with B Boys and um. And <laughs> when what did you say, Schultz? <laughs> I said. Said, no, fuck with me. What you saying? Damn. Who won the championship last year in B Boys? Who did? Was it me? <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I mean, we could chalk this up as a, as another Kingsburg guy in, in this B Boys league taking home a championship. Did I win last <laughs> I don't know. No, Matt won. Matt, Matt, Matt won. won. Yeah, Matt won. I won the year before. The only, the only thing I have to say is, like, I think all of us, when we draft our teams, we wanna we wanna look at them and say, "Oh, we got a championship team." I think everyone does that. Uh, and then you know, going through the season, like I, I don't know, for me at least, even if I lose a couple games, I'm like, I'm still in it. Like my team, it was it was rough. I had up and down. I had to piece it together sometimes, but I always knew I had. Barely made the playoffs. Yeah, I got that. No, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. I knew I knew once Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, which. Still, I mean, I, I drafted them back to back, and I'm like, oh man, I'm going two guys, same team. That's you know, and but I mean, fortunately, towards the end of the season, both of them were getting the same amount of uh, uh, looks and putting up a lot of points. I knew they were going to be able to do enough to carry me in. I think the hardest thing for fantasy football is to be the number one, number two, like Matt and Ryan, and Ryan being the highest scorer, and Matt putting up a lot of points. And then they get taken out by a five seed and a three seed for the championship. That would be hard. And I know and that happens a lot every year. But I think, like, to be able to, to – like, Jalen Hurts was the reason why I'm in the championship last week. And I thought I was going to be able to ride him, and he didn't do as well. But obviously I did enough to win it. But, I mean, I'm, it's cool. You, I'm glad, glad you, bring, you bring up a good point. Number one seed's not always winning it. And I think a part of that is when you get to the end of your season, Schultz makes a good point where he picked up Jalen Hurts, which was a key part of his championship run. Now, let's say, you know, Matt goes and picks him up. Or Ryan goes and picks up Jalen Hurts to block something like that. Now, I think first and second seeds need to start thinking about those types of moves. You know, as you're there, you know that your lineup's kind of locked and loaded. 
forget some of those bench players that you got and go pick up these guys that might go off that are potential uh, players that could hurt you later on in the rounds. Now, you can't do that necessarily in a regular waiver wire uh, league. You're going to have, you can only do that in a fab league where you have equal opportunity at that guy. So it, it's one of those things, but to think about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we alluded to that a couple episodes ago about playing defense, you know, before playoffs started, you know, picking picking up, um, you know, guys to prevent other guys to pick them up. So, yeah, it's, it's I mean, that's definitely a real thing, man. I think it, yeah. it should be done more often. Yeah, because if he doesn't have Jalen Hurts, he probably doesn't win. Right. Because you were, who was your other quarterback? Philip uh, Rivers. Philip Rivers, which I wouldn't have played him. Obviously. Yeah, but there yeah, was a there was a game in there even too where Jalen Hurts put up double the points of Philip Rivers. Yeah. I was I was I streaming mean, quarterbacks for I know a couple episodes ago. So I mean, if that. you don't get Jalen Hurts, I don't think you make it, and that's a move that if you're in a Fab league, Ryan and Matt would have both had an opportunity at him. Mm-hmm. Now in this type of situation, they were the top dogs. There was no way they were getting him. Right. So. Another thing to think about, Matt, and we're gonna we got a segment for you at the end. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on. We're gonna go to the flob, and we're gonna crown Going Gorillas, Matty G. Congratulations, welcome to the to the trophy. I mean, your your name's going on there. Uh, this is a first timer winning winning the uh, flob. He's been in it for multiple years. Um, kind of been in the mix. He's always been a solid competitor. This year he went off for 191, right? 191 yeah. against Lee, 106. Lee didn't have a chance. Carl, you and I both said Lee's, we don't know how he made it in there. Lee's done. We don't know how he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, he... I don't even know if we want to break this down. Lee's best player, Derrick Henry, which we said... He needs Derrick Henry to give him 40 every game to be in the conversation. Derrick Henry had an off night, nine points. Um, I, I still think he had rushed for over 100. Yeah. <laughs> um, 98 yards, but no touchdowns, no receptions. That hurts. Um, he had a big game from Nelson Aguilar, his Raiders. They are Raiders. But... Matty G was too much, man. He played. He had all the right moves in this one. Jeff Wilson, which we... We said to bench? We, no. We said to start. Did we say to start? I we, thought we said Mike Davis. I think I said Mike Davis. Oh, maybe. Maybe we did. I don't remember, actually. We got to go back and look at, listen to that one. Yeah, but, well, uh, you know, looking at, Matt, at Matt's team, you know, I think he showed some big balls. In this in this matchup because this guy played Jalen Hurts over Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. He, this Matt could have put up over two hundred points. I don't think anybody put up two hundred. He points has a this bunch year. of points on his bench. Juju with twenty four. Right. Yeah. So he. Tom I mean, Brady Matt made all the right plays, man. Almost. Um, almost. Almost. Well, he yeah. made enough right plays. I mean, his receivers, bro, Devontae and Stephon Diggs, Diggs, they went out and had big games. Wow. Big, big games, bro. You're getting 80-plus points between two guys. When you got Jeff Wilson, Devontae, and Stephon, and your tight end, Rob, going for 19. Yeah. 
that that's murderer's row right there. Big so. game, and, and and Matt had a, a huge season. I think he was one of the top scoring teams in the flop, yeah. and he kept it up in dynasty or in this league. Um, we like you said, we said that uh, you know we don't know how Lee's getting it done, but he's getting it done. You know, and it was only a matter of time before Lee's team fizzled out, and sure enough, they did. Going gorillas went and put it on him, and he's walking home with. With some cash and a trophy, man. So congratulations, going gorillas. Welcome to the club. Taking home the ever-elusive Carl McKinney Fantasy Championship trophy. Yeah, so congrats, congrats to Matt on that championship. Uh, we'll see if you could do what only one other person has done. Let's go back to bat. Mm-hmm. Who's that? You're Who on that. Oh, I don't know who did that. Who won back to back? I don't back. know who did that. But Matty G, if you can do that, you'll be the only, the second player only to ever do that. Yeah. In this league, so uh, good luck. I mean, it's, it's a well, tough there's task. Only, there's only um, three guys in the flop that have two championships. That's right. So That's we'll right. see if Matt can join the club. Yeah. You know who's that? I got two. Okay. I, I got, got two. two. Okay. Connor's got two. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go on. Dynasty League of Champions. This is our second year of the Dynasty um, Fantasy League, and this was a good season, man. We had some. It was interesting to see how the how the teams had made their progress, and certain players stepped up. Aaron went from last to first. I know that was a big headline. Ryan went from. Uh, second to out of the league. Um, <laughs> there was some big changes in this league. But after all was said and done, we had the heavy hitters going up against uh, Porter Beaners, Marcus. Uh, so the heavy hitters, Jerome, and Marcus took it to him this week. H- heavy hitters, Derrick Henry, did not come out for him, did not show out. Uh, are you looking for a call? You got to go to your settings. Yeah, I go to my settings. And then you got to go to league history. Mm. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Marcus, you know, he had Aaron Rodgers, huge game. Miles Sanders, pretty good game. Brandon Cooks. His receivers are hurting, man. But he had the Panthers defense that went off for 22. Um, so he made some good moves. But if you look at heavy hitters, he had Derrick Henry, who he had been leaning on all year. And he had, uh, you know, he had guys like Ryan Tannehill, who was going off, playing out of his mind. And it kind of came down back to where he's normally playing, around the 20s, right? So he kind of, he lost some momentum there at the end. Um, Congratulations to Marcus. Marcus now will be earning uh, his name on the belt, Dynasty League of Champions belt, and he will be earning a championship ring that will be his forever. Now, Jay Schultz, you got one of those rings. Can you describe that ring for us a little bit? Is it jeweled out? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a uh, Damn, that thing's big. It's yeah. blinging. Yeah, it's got blinging. some bling on it. It's nice. Nice weight to it. And and Marcus is going home with nearly $600 Mm. in his pocket. This Mm. is a big money league. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's because we ball. 
out here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Jerome will go home with 300, and I took third place, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, so I will be going home with 100. That's my money back, which hurts because I, I felt like I was the best team all year, and I was a high scorer once again in the final week, but that's not how fantasy works, Carl. That's it. This is fantasy for you, and uh, those are your champions. Anything else to add to that before we move on? Uh, no, congratulations, fellas. Yeah, you guys had good years, man. You guys were going to go down in history. You know, nobody can ever take that away from you. That's all you got. You champs, congratulations. We'll see if we they can keep it going next season. You know, you know what that reminded me of is like... Uh, the coach speech, you know, like in high school, you win like league championship and you get that pat. No one can ever take this away, or you know, you win the valley championship. Right. Or That's what it sounds like. That's it, bro. Yeah, like man. you, you know, they're going down. They're going down as champions. They will forever be champions. That's why it's nice. You know to have who trophies. else is? You know who else is champion? I'm a champion. For, for, what? <laughs> for what? This year? No, years past, bro. Yeah, years past. Longhorns, yes. the champions, yes. big time bowl win last yes. last night, and the young quarterback comes in that's going to be replacing Ellinger, throws like four five TDs in this game, so yeah, promising. All right, let's move on here. We're going on to a segment that we're calling "Who's In." We got a lot going on in Week 17 of the NFL. It's a crazy NFL season with the COVID. Um, with the playoff situation going on, with the NFC East sucking ass. Um, <laughs> so, let's start there, though. NFC East. We broke it down a couple weeks ago. I just want to break down our playoffs. Uh, who's in and who's out. And, Carl, who's in for the NFC East? NFC East champion will be the Dallas Cowboys. Are you really saying this? I'm right? really Ooh. saying that. They're playing the New York Giants. Um, I I don't think the Giants are gonna get it done, man. There's too many injuries on that on that side of the ball. Um, Daniel Jones has not been playing well, and I like what Andy Dalton did last week. Um, he got all three of his receivers involved, man. It was about time these guys have the talent on offense. Yeah, look, Andy Dalton's no scrub. This guy's been in the NFL for a long time. He's put up pretty decent numbers over there in Cincinnati with less talent. Now he's over there in Dallas, and he's got a running back. The O-line is hurting, but he's got playmakers on at the wide receiver position. Against the Giants, they'll be able to do enough to pull out a dub, play in the wild card weekend. All right. Well, there it is, boys. You heard it from Carl. I, that's my pick, obviously. Uh, I think Dallas wins against uh, New York, and I think Washington is struggling at the quarterback position. They're going to get Alex Smith back this week. But is that going to be enough against a Philadelphia Eagles team who has Jalen Hurts, who has played hot the past couple weeks? Obviously, Dallas got to him last week. I think, it, and this game is in Philadelphia, uh, I think that the Eagles aren't going to want a division title one in their house. Right. I think they come out and they get the job done and they beat the Washington football team. And I think Dallas smashes some more watermelons <laughs> and i think they get into the playoffs who saw this coming dude i wrote them off 
weeks ago. Right. Right. Andy Dalton's playing good, and they're hot at the right time. Not saying they can go far. I do see them maybe upsetting a team in the wild card if they get the right matchup. They're going to host a game. We'll see what happens. That's the thing, too, man, is is once you get into the, you know, say the Cowboys get in or any team, actually, in the NFC East, if they get in, they're getting in at 7-9, and nine, Yeah. okay? It, it, once you get into the dance, it's a one-game season. Exactly. Every week. That's it. And so if you're if we're looking at them at the seven at actually they wouldn't be they'd be the four seed they'd be the four seed they'd be going up against you know like the the fifth seed I guess they would be getting possibly Tampa Bay possibly the Los Angeles Rams yeah I mean just depends but you but you can't count it out because like I said man like. You can you can look at everything on paper online. Yeah. You still got to go in and play the game. One game. And and I go back. You know I, I hate to do it. I always do it. But um, look at the Saints. And I I don't remember the year, but they played the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. The Saints went ten and six that year. The Seattle Seahawks won the NFC West at nine seven and, and nine. Yeah, seven and nine. And the Saints that lost. That was the Marshawn Lynch the hold, beast hold my nuts. Yeah, the yeah. hold my nuts as he's diving into yeah, the end zone. That was that game. Broke thirty tackles on in one run. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks win. Yep. You know, but they like I said, they win in at seven and nine. The Saints were ten and six. And and they anything can happen. They got bounced. And and that's why we say and we said more than once on this podcast. Any given Sunday. That's it, man. Yeah. So. All right, let's break down the NFC a little bit more. Uh, we got Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle, all in it. Then we're choosing Dallas. We got Tampa Bay, who's locked. All right, two more spots available. Los Angeles Rams, Chicago Bears, Arizona Cardinals. Th- two of those three teams will make it. Who are the teams? Who are they playing? What do we got here? Los Angeles Rams going into this week without Jared Goff. Uh, Arizona Cardinals going into this week with an injured Kyler Murray who's saying he's going to play. Chicago Bears, probably the hottest team out of these three. Yeah. Who's in, Carl? So, out of those three teams, I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals and the Chicago... No, I'm sorry. The Arizona Cardinals and I'm taking the... Los Angeles Rams. Who, who are the Cardinals playing? Um, I don't have that. Oh, let me see. I'll right get now. it for you. I'll get it for you. Uh, Cardinals are playing the Rams. Oh man, that mixes things up even more. Yeah. <laughs> so that I'm sorry to do it, Bears fans. I'm taking the Rams and the Cardinals. Rams will lose this game. And go nine and seven. Cardinals will win this game and go nine and seven. Bears will lose to the Packers, who are trying to hold on to the number one seed, and that's how it shakes out. Do you agree with that, or do you have something else? Another scenario happen happening? What what teams did I say? I said Arizona. You said Arizona and and, and the I Rams. Said, and I said the Rams. Yeah. Okay. And they no, play I thought each I saw the Bears. I said the Bears, didn't I? The Bears would have to beat Green Bay this week to that's win. That's right. To get in, yeah, and but I'm calling. I'm gonna call that, I, bro. I I don't remember what I just said two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, these South is hitting. Okay, so now that I think about it a bit more, um, I think you're right. 
I think you're right. Because the Packers are playing for that first seed. I, I think that they're going to end up beating Chicago. So we're going to have Arizona and the Rams. Uh, but that, that Packers game against the Bears is going to be a tough one, man. I think it's going to come because the Bears... They're hot. They're, they're, they're playing right now. And they're playing for everything. Right. So, I but the way it shakes out, Rams are injured at the quarterback position. I think Arizona's out. Uh, or I think Arizona wins because of that, which puts them ahead of Chicago if Chicago loses. Mm-hmm. If Chicago wins and Arizona wins... Chicago, I believe, has a tiebreaker. So, Chicago needs to win to get in. Right. But that's I think that's how we're breaking it down. So, we're going Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, and Arizona. That would be interesting playoffs in the NFC. Let's go to the AFC. And I, I want to... Uh, so last podcast, I for some reason I kept calling the AFC North the NFC North. I don't know why. So I just want to apologize for that. And uh, <laughs> I think you got a drink for that. Yeah, I'll drink for that. <laughs> I think. Well, that that's part of the. I, pop- I didn't catch that. I didn't no. Catch well, that. I listened to it and I was like, why do I keep calling it the NFC North? <laughs> We're talking about the AFC North, and. But I think drinking is part of the problem. <laughs> Most definitely, bro. We we come into this podcast impaired. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes we slip up. But yeah. it's all right. Because I think we, you know, the guys get the gist of what we're saying. So I hope you guys weren't, um, you know, like, what is this guy talking about? The Bears or, you know, or the Packers. And we're talking over here, Steelers and uh, Browns. But anyways, let's go to the AFC. Who's in? Uh, obviously KC, they're the number one seed. Then you got Buffalo, you got Pittsburgh sitting Ben Roethlisberger, you got Tennessee sitting at number four right now, which that division is up in the air. Let's call that one first. Yeah. So we got Tennessee, we got Indianapolis, and we got Cleveland Browns. That's not the that's not that division though. Oh, uh, Houston and Jacksonville, they're done. Yeah. So we got Tennessee and we got Indy. They're both ten and five right now, so who plays who? So uh, in this week we've got the Titans playing the Texans, and we got the Jaguars playing the Colts, which I think they both win these games. Yeah. So I think Tennessee keeps that spot because I think they have the tiebreaker. Um. Do you have Miami in it at five? Do you have Baltimore? So the last three spots are tough. You got Miami, Baltimore, and Cleveland. Okay? Now, Cleveland plays Pittsburgh. Right. Pittsburgh is sitting Ben Roethlisberger. Do you have Cleveland winning? I have Cleveland winning. Cleveland game. wins and they're in. Yeah. So, Cleveland, I got them winning too. So, I think they're in. Baltimore is playing... Baltimore is playing the Bengals. I got them winning, bro. Yeah. So I think they're in as well. Now, the one thing that the Dolphins need to do is they need to win and they're in. So the Dolphins play the Bills. I haven't had any reports come out saying that the Bills are sitting anyone. Have you seen anything? I haven't seen nothing yet. 
Now, do the 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 only thing the Bills have to play for is a second seed, I think. Which they're already at, and but I, they're I don't tied. Think they can lose it. They can because if they lose and Pittsburgh wins, then they lose it. They would drop down to the third seed. Uh, but we're predicting them to, to yeah. lose. But yeah, that you're right. No, but so I don't think they're. I I can't see them playing Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Um, so, and, and even if. If they don't do, if they don't play those guys, I have Miami winning, right? Yeah. So Miami would keep that. I would have Indy being the odd team out, even though they would have won and get to eleven wins. Yeah. Crazy man. Well, so I think this week you're gonna see a situation where an eleven and five team is out of the playoffs in the AFC, and it's. It's sad because they're all good teams. And yeah. Indy is one of those teams we were talking about last week, saying that this is a team, if they got in, they could beat the Chiefs. They could beat anyone because of the defense. But you know what? As we've seen them play over the last couple of weeks, the defense hasn't looked so good. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... I, I'm still not writing them out. You know, I, I, I still believe in the defense. I believe in their run game. Yeah, but do they get in? <clears throat> I mean, off of the scenario that, you know, the pro- projection that we just laid out, they wouldn't. Um, so I have it staying the same right now. I think everyone wins. But so and I I'll, think Tennessee I'll, is in. I I'll think... say Indy gets in because I don't see Buffalo sitting their guys. Because the reason why I say that is because I don't think that they want to play that chance of Pittsburgh pulling out a dub miraculously. We saw Cleveland lose against the Jets last week, right? And so, like we said earlier, like you got to play the game still. So I think Buffalo's going to come in with their starters, make sure they get that W and get that second seed. Um, because and then you got to think too, because I think a lot of coaches might do this. If you look at at like it- week seventeen. I think some coaches are already looking to the wild card round about who they like their matchup. Well, if you get that second seed, that automatically means you won't play KC until the final game. Yeah. The AFC champ. But if you get the third seed, you would have to play them to get to the AFC, AFC championship. championship, I believe. Yeah. That's how so I think that's maybe what they're thinking. Yeah. So if Buffalo wins this game, Miami loses, and Indy wins, then Indy Indy will sneak in. So you got Miami losing then? I do because I don't think Buffalo is gonna sit there, guys. Okay, that's a. Because just like just like we were saying, man, yeah. I don't think that they they want to play that. They control their own destiny here. Yeah. You know, do you want to go in? And potentially play KC later on down the road in in the, or se- wait till in the, the second AFC round, or just wait till the AFC championship because they're hot right now. I, I I like that. I think yeah, and I have I think we would have heard you know something already. Yeah. So that's tough. That's a tough one for Miami because I really like this team. Yeah. Especially with Fitzpatrick under under and center. Let's let's talk about Miami real, or we can save that for the for the we'll football talk. Top, yeah. Football talk at the end. So that's uh, who's in. Uh, let's go ahead. Call us, grab, grab us some beers. So let's go ahead and move on here. We're going to get into a topic. Uh, I don't know if you guys 
I hope you guys were. Uh, we had a great lineup for football this past week. We had football on Monday. We had football on Friday. Uh, did we have football on Thursday? Uh, I don't think we had it on it Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We had football on Friday on Christmas Day. We had football on Saturday. And we had football on Sunday, which was awesome. I mean, my my girlfriend hates me because I'm always watching football. But I tell her, and you know what? This came up like, she was, we're talking about my, you know, I, I had my master's degree in sports administration. So, so I was like... I was like, you know what? This is me studying. Like, this is what I do. This is what I do for a living. This is I'm studying. Right. I'm trying to become the next uh, GM. GM. <laughs> you, you never know, man. Don't cut yourself short, AJ. I think you could be a GM in the NFL. You ever play Madden franchise? All the time. Come on, we're doing it right now with our dynasty. Yeah, with our dynasty. So. Uh, that's my excuse to her. I'm like, I have to watch these games. <laughs> so uh, that's just more football for me. But right. anyways, I've be I've noticed that I've become um, very oblivious to everything around me when the games run. I just sit there, and someone will be talking to me, and I'm not listening. And it I need to kind of get back. <laughs> I need to get back to reality a little bit because I've been kind of zoning out, and. It's not good for relationships and it's not good for family. <laughs> but because be, now it's good for family if you got someone that's just as much into it as you. Right. But if you're on another, like I got my brother in the room and he's watching the game, but he's also having a conversation with me. And I know that this is Andrew and I know that he's not as much into football as me. But I'm over here, I'm watching every little aspect of this game. Yeah. I'm watching Red Zone. I'm watching everything. I'm watching the line. I'm watching... Dude, I'm watching everything. And he's talking to me about something else now, about fishing. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here, like, sure enough, like, he'll bring up football at times. But and when he brings up football, I answer. But when it's anything else, I'm not even hearing him. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man, because... Uh... I, I feel like I'm on the complete opposite side of that spectrum. You know, I have Danielle and the baby in the living room. And if the Saints are on, we're watching the Saints. Yeah. And when the Saints aren't playing, you know, I give Danielle the opportunity. Hey, you want to change the channel? She says, no. She says, no, I like watching football. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, the Saints aren't playing anymore. But we I, can change the channel. But I already told you, she don't like watching football. I know, I know. She wants to make you happy. <laughs> But I don't even think that's the case because I've literally walked up, given her the remotes, and said, hey, the Saints just won. Change the channel. Go ahead. She says, no, I, I, like, I like watching football. And we'll continue to watch football throughout the day. And she, she asked me questions. You know, why, why did they call this? Why did the ref throw this flag? This doesn't make, well, what happened? You know, and so I'm sitting there and I, I feel like I'm teaching the game. While I'm watching football. I like that. I love it, dude. I love it. I like that. Yeah. I, one thing I did with my girlfriend is I I got her to get excited for the celebrations. Because she, she's more of that type. She likes to watch. Yeah. Oh, look at the cheerleaders. Look at how decorated that is. Yeah. Look, she likes the festives. The yeah. festivities around football. And so I go, oh, you need to check out the celebration. So as the touchdowns come in, I'm like, Liz, Liz, check this out, you know? And she'll check out, like, the Seahawks last year were pretty good. 
there were a couple of teams this year that did yeah. like the Colts did some stuff. Yeah. So I'm always like, you know, check it. And she likes watching the celebrations. That's okay. how I get her involved. Now. Yeah, no doubt, man. See, <laughs> chicks like those things. Yeah, you know so what it's mean? different. Yeah. It's, and the, some of them are funny. What was the one? One of them scored. Who was it? I think it was the Colts. Maybe it wasn't the Colts. One of them scored. And he, he put, or I think it was the Chargers, actually. I think it was Keenan Allen or something. He fell asleep like he was on the floor. Like he was a baby. One of the big linemen came and carried him, <laughs> lifted him, and walked him to the sideline. I thought yeah. that was so funny. Yeah. All right. Anyways, we're getting it. So, yeah, there's football on all week. And so if you were watching, you probably noticed that one of those games on Saturday was you could only get it on Amazon Prime. Now, if this is the first time you've heard of football on Amazon Prime, uh, it's not the first time it's happened. It happened last year. Um it happened again this year. Um, Amazon is offering multiple options to where you can pick your announcer or your, um, I guess, yeah, your announcers, yeah, uh, your play-by-play commentary, and you can choose. There's like three different options. You got the all women's one. There was two chicks calling the game. You got the two guys, and then you got the original, like who whoever was originally calling the game. And you can choose from that, which was cool, I thought. I mean, you pick, I, that's cool. Like, I wish every game kind of had, like, three yeah. different options. You could kind of choose. Because there's some guys I don't like. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like Al Michaels that much. You see, the thing with Al Michaels, he's, he's godfathered into this thing. I know he is. You know? He's kind of this guy that's been there forever. And now he's just res- so well-respected. And he's does, don't get me wrong, he does a good job. Mm-hmm. He's boring to me. Yeah. He's boring on Sundays. I wish I had someone... I, I don't mind Chris Collinsworth. I know a lot of people hate Chris Collinsworth. I think Chris Collinsworth knows the game. Yeah. So, um, when he's breaking down plays, I know what he's he's talking about. He's talking about plays. Yeah. Uh, L. Michaels, though, is boring to me. Uh, this is me. But, yeah. No, I, I but anyways, you. so if I could choose between L. Michaels and maybe... Uh, I love Jim Yant or what's his name? Uh, Jim Yance or Nance? Yeah, Jim Nance. Jim Nance. Yeah, I thought it was with the Y. Jim Nance. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and Tony Romo, obviously, they're one of my favorites. Yeah. So if you could like pick and choose, that would be awesome. Right. Now Amazon did that a little bit, right, in this game, so you could pick and choose. Obviously, not all these guys are going to be available for every game, but. That brings the question, Amazon's this big-time company with this multi-billionaire at the, at the helm of this company. I know part of my take mentioned uh, Amazon possibly getting more games from the NFL. How do you feel about that? You think that, that'll happen? I in my opinion, I honestly don't think so because I think the NFL wants diversity in their networking. Um, and I, I think they want the highest bidder. Now, I don't think Am- maybe Amazon will go out and bid outbid all these people for all these games, but I don't think so. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, that is it's super interesting, man, because you look at uh, Jeff Bezos, who is the owner of, and founder of Amazon, and he's one of the richest men in the world. And so he's definitely got 
you know, the, the fortune to put behind purchasing the NFL or the rights to stream these games. Um, and, I, and I like the diversity that he brought on, on these games where you can bring in announcers. I think, I think it, it'll, it'll cater to more fans in the NFL. Like, like just like you said, if you don't like so-and-so, you can click it over to an, so two other commentators, you know. I don't see it happening. Uh, I think what the NFL likes to do is I think they like to be their, the head of their own table. You they, know, they want to be in control of what's going on. I don't think they're going to sell out. No, no. But I could see them giving the giving rights more to, games. The, to the streaming aspect of it or, you know, throwing it out there on TV. Because uh, right now, you know, we got Fox, CBS, NFL Network, ESPN. And now, all of a sudden... Amazon. We have Amazon. But not only who that, are, who we else do have... We, this is the next stop. We have... Nickelodeon. What are you talking about? Spongebob. Yeah, I heard about this. So, one of the games in the NFL playoffs, the wild card round, is going to be broadcasted on Nickelodeon. Okay? This is for the kids. <laughs> this is for the churin. Churin. The, the churin. The churin. <laughs> Spongebob is going to be a big, a big uh, part of the broadcast wild card round. Yep. Now, he's not calling the game, but what we're going to see from what I've read is we're going to see a lot of Spongebob, uh, like little improv things throughout the game. So if somebody scores a touchdown, you're going to see some Spongebob graphics on the screen. When somebody's going to kick a field goal through the uprights, you know how it looks like a rectangle? You're going to see Spongebob. You're going to see Spongebob's face back there instead of the net. I heard they're bringing back the, the slime. Yeah, there's going to be some slime. So we're going to see a ton of graphics on TV, obviously, that the players can't see on the field. Um, what do you think about that, man? I, I think it's kind of cool for, for, the, for the kids, for the children, you know. But uh, I, I probably won't be watching it look, via Nickelodeon. Look, I'm going to tune in to see what's going on. Like, I'm going to have it on the back button, the same game, obviously. But I'm going to have the regular game on CBS or Fox or wherever it's going to show. Right. And then I'm going to hit the back button because I want, I want to see how this is looking. I like it. I like it a lot because this is getting the kids involved. Um, kids love football, man. I watch football like from a young, young age. And it's very professional at the CBS, Fox, and uh, you know all this other... Yeah. These other... Net, ESPN, it's very professional at those uh, networks. So... They don't really, they're not really speaking to children. Right. But if you bring in Nickelodeon and you start throwing some of this other stuff out and make it a little more fun, obviously, it gets the kids involved in the game. They're like getting into football a little bit. I think it, I think it's good. I don't see anything wrong with it, especially if it's on their network. Yeah. Um, so the adults don't have to mind it. They can turn on another television. Kids could be enjoying the same game with their own entertainment on the screen. Right. I think it's good for the game. Um, so I like this aspect that uh, the NFL is doing. I think they should do it throughout the season if they're able to partner up with Nickelodeon. Yeah. That's just more money, more fans for them. Well, the, and that's that's what I think it is, man. And even going back to Amazon, maybe even taking some of the rights from uh, NFL Ticket, 
right? Yeah. To to put out more games. It's all it's all money, man. This yeah. this thing is a business. It's probably one of the biggest businesses in the United States. Yeah. The NFL. Um, so if the price is right, you know, I can definitely see that being an option down the road. And I'm always rooting for my man SpongeBob. Uh, little history behind it. I don't know if you guys knew. SpongeBob was founded in Humboldt County. Really? I didn't know that. The creator of SpongeBob graduated from Humboldt State. And he worked at a restaurant there called Stars, still standing. Uh, not the best burgers, to be honest. Okay. Not really that good. But maybe that's where the whole idea comes from. Maybe there he was yeah. the chum bucket. Yeah. So, not the best burgers, but apparently he a lot of his ideas came from this place called Stars. And... Um, you know, Krusty, a lot of his characters came from these people that he met while he was there. So very interesting. Look it up if you want. I think he passed away to be honest. I'm not hundred percent sure, but, uh, big advocate for my man, SpongeBob. Okay. Yeah. So humble, humble. And if you've been to Humboldt County or Humboldt state around that area, a lot of people are, are, uh, enjoying themselves <laughs> i will say that and this man may have been enjoying himself while writing these spongebob uh stories because you can see the ideas and like like where do you even come up with this idea yeah and obviously your mind is altered <laughs> right well you see this this makes a ton of sense bro i didn't know that yeah. thank you thank you for you know opening up my eyes because I want to speak about we're on the, the along the lines of SpongeBob and Humble and people. Um, what did you just say? Just uh, oh shoot, enjoying themselves. Yeah. So when you look at the cartoon on SpongeBob, um, there's these these old time these old timers who are superheroes. Yeah. I don't remember the name of the old guys who ride the star the, the starface guy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they're two old guys but yeah. they but they ride in an invisible visible car or whatever yeah. it is you see that makes a ton of sense bro now like all the, like, the stars are aligning right now this guy must have been enjoying himself <laughs> on cloud nine and was like you know what dude these dudes are gonna ride in an invisible car or space boat or dude whatever the, submarine it is i almost want to say this guy wrote this yeah on some you know, some special stuff out there. But. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so I mean, back to the broadcasting though. I, I I like I like this aspect of it, man. It just it's more football to to more people. Yeah, you know, and let's get, get the, the kids game, involved. Get man. the game out there. Yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna pause here, Carl, because we got some questions coming up, and we're gonna take a listen to the questions one by one. We're gonna answer them for you. Uh, thank you guys for calling in. We got a few that came in real late, and so we're excited to answer these. So we'll we'll get to those right now. Fellas, your FLOB champion checking in here. Just wanted to thank you all for, for the money. Shout out to Israel. I don't know why you, but thanks for the money. Carl, thanks for putting on the league. Let's hear a little breakdown of my championship victory over Lee. Hit it, guys. All right, Matty G. Uh, thanks for calling in, and uh, congratulations again. We kind of broke your, your game down earlier uh, in the podcast. Um, 
You had, like Carl mentioned, you had a great season. Uh, you had a good team. You picked up Jalen Hurts late in the season, which was, like we talked about, Schultz. That was a great addition uh, to a championship run, and it seemed to work out for both of you. Um, so I think, you know, as you look into these fantasy leagues, you you look at players, common players, that are on team, championship teams. Jalen Hurts is one of those. And so it happens every year. There's always these, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen. There's all these common players that, are making championship runs, so I think that's one of the that's one part of your championship run. Um, I think you should be thanking us for the advice because we gave you advice all season, well at least half of the season long. Um, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, congrats, man. That that's a big win for you. Welcome to the. You know, welcome to the FLOB Championship Trophy. I mean, you get your name on there. That's like Carl said, you can't take that away. You want to add anything to that, Carl? Uh, congratulations, Matt. Going Gorillas came out with the dub. Um, and it's, you know, like you said, bro, it's the, the late season acquisitions. And, you know, we, we tell people all the time, you don't win your team at the draft, yeah. right? You kind of build your foundation there, but... It's the late pickups, you know, the waiver wires, the trades, where he really solidifies your team, and he was able to do that. Hurts got him into the next round, helped him win this championship, and Matt's going down as a champ, and he'll be there forever. One, one thing I did notice, or that I'm starting to notice, Carl, and that I think doing this podcast helps me notice this. Um, as we look at fantasy deeper because we're doing this podcast, um... I think the draft is important in the early rounds. You need to hit those early rounds. Get the top guys. And after that, you can piece it together. So if you get your run, one running back, one quarterback, one receiver, then after that, you piece it together. So as I'm looking at this, um, and I, I've mentioned this to you in private before, I said I'm, I'm becoming more of an advocate for getting the one through three tight ends. There's three tight ends that actually, three or four tight ends that actually produce in fantasy. And that's Darren Waller. That's Travis Kelsey, obviously. That's, we thought it would be Zach Ertz, not this year. It's Kittle and it's Andrews. So you go after those guys, right? And I'm, I've always been like, let those guys go. Take a, take a shot at someone late. I'm becoming more of an advocate for pulling the trigger on those guys in the second and third round. Receivers, there's a lot of those guys out there. Stephon Diggs was a guy that was pulled in the fifth and sixth round. Fourth, fifth, sixth round. Uh, running backs, you never know about injuries with running backs. Right. But if you could hit on one in the first or second round, that's going to help you. So as I reevaluate my draft uh I guess my draft philosophy, I'm becoming more of a guy that's going to go for a tight end, that's going to go for, if it's a quarterback like Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, not so much because we saw what happened with him. He can, he can be shut down for weeks at a time. I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I, I agree, man. Like you said, we talked in private, you know, I had you in here in this, uh, Saint Sanctuary, just me and you. You know, we were talking soft. We were I talking, don't think it was here. But we were talking nice. <laughs> but uh, no, you, you you made good points, man. 
anytime that you can you can uh, take a, an advantage at a, a certain position, tight end specifically, that's huge. Because that's one position you ain't got to worry about the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, you go and you get Kelsey Waller, Andrews, kind of. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about that position the rest of the season. Only a bye week filling. Yeah. You know? So that, that's a good way to look at it. Um, but yeah, I'm back and to. We'll, and we'll get, yeah, and we're going to get to that as we move into next season. Yeah. We're going to, I think we're going to break that down pretty good. Um, I think we got some good content for you guys coming up, but yeah. it's interesting to think about now after the season's over. No doubt. Matt, congratulations, man. Enjoy it. Don't spend all that money in, at one place. Uh, buy the boys a beer, man. They yeah. deserve it. Yeah, Matt. Uh, poker on you. Like, what, <laughs> buy the beer. We'll come play poker. Good job, man. Good job. Hey, guys. How's it going? My question is about an injury. One of my coworkers got hurt playing flag football, and um, he left me a voicemail. So I'll play the voicemail for you guys. Uh, one sec. I broke my back. What do you mean? Back is broken. Spinal. Do you guys have any advice for my coworker? Uh, to help him get back to recovery. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin, um, your coworker, man, uh, that's rough, but he sounds a lot like Iron Mike. Uh, and if I know him, if I know Iron Mike, he'll bounce back. He, a little spinal injury ain't nothing to that man. He can't. I know that that guy can still fight at the age of, what, 50-something? Uh, I just saw him la uh, last month, two months ago. I forget how long it was, but dude still got power. So if, it, if, it's, if you're talking about Mike Tyson and you're working with him, I want an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. What do you... <laughs> what do you think, Carl? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, this, is a, this is tricky, man. This is a tricky injury. Nothing to take lightly. This is a back. We're talking about the spine. You got to make sure you get that right. Bro. Is it vertebrae or spine? He, he says spinal. Spinal. <laughs> you know? So I don't know what the hell spinal is, but if it's a spinal injury, you got to take care of that, bro. Make sure you ice up. Make sure you're drinking your protein. Is it ice and protein? Ice, protein, is rest. Uh, what's uh, what what's the term? It's uh, it's uh, ice rest. Oh no, that's the rice. You're talking about the rice, rice. method. Rice method rice. is it's I believe it's rest, rest ice, ice compression pressure. exercise. Is that what he's gonna do? No, it's not exercise. It's, <laughs> it's, it's elevate. Elevate. Yeah, yeah. So elevate, elevate that spine. You don't you know that's probably what he's missing. Right. Elevate that spine. So yeah. maybe get on one of those uh, things that, that flips you backwards, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and elevate that spine. He yeah. might he might feel better. Yeah, definitely, man. And like I said, play it safe, bro, because this is a tricky injury. Uh, you don't want to mess around with the back. That's the foundation of the human body. You got to make sure your back is right. So the next time you have an intercourse with the woman, maybe you're laying down. 
You know, make her do all oh, the work. That's a good tip. You know what I mean? That's a good tip. Because cause if you if you start doing all the crazy positions and whatnot, you might you might re-injure it. Yeah. Might get a hernia. I something. I don't know. I, I'm calling this probably a two to three week uh rest period for, for your friend. Um, especially with what Carl was saying, you know, yeah. if you're smashing on a daily basis, you gotta be on the back. Yeah. You know, you got to figure out some, some ways around it because that, that's one thing you can't give up right. is intercourse. Yeah. So, um, good luck to your friend. Uh, yeah. give him our advice because we are doctors yeah. in this area. So, um, rice method. Yeah. The rice method, the exercise is also, it, it's, I guess the E you can go, uh, well, well so, so, so since it says elevate, elevate well, maybe you can elevate and exercise. Well, no, no, elevate, but you can you can have intercourse at elevation. So maybe Ooh. you're at a you're in a you're you going can do on a both. hike. You can do both. You know, you maybe you're going on a hike and or you're at Mount if, Everest to smash, or maybe you're in a plane. And what about you're the? That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. just have intercourse in a plane. I think you got a point there. <laughs> so that's the that's that's what we got for you, buddy, Kev. Um, I hope he recovers fast and uh, gets back to 100%. Thanks for the call, man. You can uh, follow me for more tips on webmd.com. And look for me, Carl McKinney, Dr. Carl McKinney. MD, uh, MD. MD. Yeah, uh, I'll be there. I'm not sure what you guys are drinking right now, but if it's liquor, I want you guys to take a shot. If you are drinking something else, I want you to take a five-second chug. I'm out. Here you go, Ryan. This is what you want? This is what you get. We drinking, drinking around here, bro. That, that right there was... Not five seconds. <laughs> well, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I chugged a, a 40 already, a four loco. Yeah. Chugged the whole thing. Oh, yeah, we we all did. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that was, uh, we're not doing liquor today. Uh, we had been the past couple weeks, and I was waking up with a hangover. Call me Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> I slammed them both already. I was waking up with a hangover, so we had to stop, but we're doing mind haze today. <laughs> um, we just chugged. You know, close to five seconds, Ryan. So, thanks for calling in. Um, I hope you had your fair share of beer. It looked like you did. I just saw a snap from you. You look pretty buzzed. I hope you golfed okay. Um, let's go ahead and get to our next segment, call. Next segment is B-Boys Rule Changes. And this is one that we were saving. Um, we got some things that we want to suggest. Um... I didn't write any of it down, Carl, so I ain't got no cheat sheet here. <laughs> um, but one of the first things that we wanted to suggest um, to the B-Boys, we talked about it in the in the past, and we're going to bring it up again real quick. Just a reminder, I think FAB needs to be implemented. Um, we don't have to go very much further. FAB is one of our top things that we really want um, here from the K-Town group. I know a lot of B-Boys really want that too so let's bring that back into a vote um i think that'll make things even especially down the road for you championship type teams maddie g ryan you guys would have had a chance at guys like jalen hurts you would have had a chance at guys like cam Akers. 
you know, those guys that were late guys that came on at the end of the year, you had no chance at them because you were top teams. Um, if fab is implemented, you will have a chance at those guys. Um, the other one that we brought up and Jay Schultz, I don't know. You did the math. I don't know if you still got those numbers in your head. You probably don't. But anyways, we're talking about the $20 per week for high score. We feel that that's a little too steep, especially with the $75 buy-in. Now, if you want to do $20 per week to a high score, I think you got to raise the buy-in to at least $100. It takes away from the winnings of the first, second, and third place players. Um to give money to the overall league. I understand that you want the league to be involved to win money, but I think you can at least do 10 bucks. Some teams won three or four times this year because they were the top teams and they were, they had solid squads. Now those guys made 20, 40, 60 bucks on the year that took away from the overall winner, which was Josh Schultz, who was actually the fifth seed. Um, It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. 20 bucks. And that low of a buy-in, you're giving a lot of money away to guys that didn't even get close to the championship. I mean, was that one of the... Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I won it, I think I won it three You won times. it three so I, won, I got, I got... You got six, your share. Yeah, I got, I, and it's, it's nice when you win it, uh, but, you know, the... I'd say, and at the payout every week, that's fine. We do it in our Dynasty League, the $10. Like, that's cool, just a little bit here and there. And, I mean, if you really look at it, now, I think it was kind of spread out on who was actually winning the high score. Like, I didn't just seem like one guy was taking it all in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, you know, if we're paying 75 you know, why not bump it to 100 put a little extra for, uh, and I'm not just saying it because I want it, but, which is fine. The, what what the the money we you win with the championship that's fine like it's it's enough but twenty dollars is a lot especially for uh, for a seventy five dollar buy-in but yeah it's uh twenty bucks a week is is quite a bit for a seventy five dollar buy-in I'd I'd like to see the league get taken up to a hundred bucks. Um, I'm not the biggest advocate of a weekly payout. Um, I'm probably in the minority with that. That's fine. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't see nothing wrong with taking this up $25 per person and just going to $100 buy-in across the board. So that way, when you do a, tw- a $20 weekly payout, there's there's a, there's more reserve for the guys at the end of the season to take home a little bit more cash. Bucks, yeah, I think, you got a, the year. I think you got a couple options. I think... Drop it down to $10 per week for the buyout. That's what I do in my Dynasty League. And I don't do it through the playoffs. Well, you know, once you get to the playoffs, if you didn't make it, you're out. And the rest of the guys can kind of play it out, you know, the top dogs. Um, And I do $10. Uh, You do it all the way to the championship, which was nice for me. I mean, I tried this year. And I got to the championship game and I I put up 170 I thought that was gonna get me the buy. I thought that was gonna get me the twenty dollar buy. No, Ryan goes out and puts out one seventy seven or something yeah. like that. I still didn't get it. So, for me, I I'm all for the ten dollar per week. I don't think that's too much. That's a hundred. That's one hundred thirty dollars 
if you don't count the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so there's one option. Another option is if you want to keep your twenty dollar per week, I think then you got to raise the price on the buy-in. That's a. I think you got to at least go to a hundred. Um, that'll make up for those weeks that you're paying people out. Um, besides that, I we got one more thing, and I think this is a big one. I'm ready to see this league do away with the defensive player. The defensive player is so unpredictable. And, like, for example, I, I had Roquan Smith the last half of the year, and he gave me, like, 15 or 16 points this past week. That's enough to make a difference in a game. I don't think a defensive player should be making a difference in any fantasy league. Um, obviously, we embrace the league and it is what it is but uh you know i got distracted here um sorry about that carl's showing me things um but i think that turn off your phone turn off your phone man <laughs> oh are those those Legging pants? Those, ones <laughs> those, are, those are those leggings. Those leggings, are the leggings. Yeah, man. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think that the defensive player is a little much, um, especially when you got like maybe three to four defensive players a week that are putting up very high numbers and the rest of the league is pretty mediocre. Uh, that makes a difference, when, it, especially in those close matchups. Um I think we can do away with a defensive player. I'm ready for that. I don't know if the rest of the league is. How do you guys feel? Yeah, I, um, I'm ready to go away with with the defensive player. Kind of irrelevant. Um, on the flip side, it's, it's cool to have because you, you're incorporating more football. Um, we already have a defensive team. Um, it, it's cool. I get it. I've done it in the flop. I, I I'd like to do without it, um, but if it's if it's there to stay, then hey, you know, let's like, do it. Like, see, it's un, it's unpredictable to me because what I my strategy for defensive player Carl and I I think you guys follow the same type of strategy. I think most of you probably do. Is you go for guys with high tackles because those are safe points. Now, if they get a pick or a pick six, then oh, that's a bonus. Or a fumble recovery or forced fumble. You know, those are bonuses. But how are you going to predict those? The ball bounces all types of ways. The balls get tipped. And, you know, you never know with defensive players. It's not like they're getting targets, you know? Like a receiver gets targets. He's averaging six targets a game. Defensive players aren't getting six targets at them a game. You know, that's hard to predict. There's um, no strategy. There's no strategy defense. to defensive player. So it's hard to zero in on someone and... And then have that guy make or break your week sometimes. Um, so to me, it's like, well, that's a loss to two losses that came off of a decent defensive player. I don't think that that sits well with me. But um, like I said, I embrace it when it is a rule is in our league. So like I don't complain about it. It is what it is. That's the league. Everyone's playing by those rules. But if we had a choice and we're going into the new season – to do away with something, that's when I bring it up. That's why I'm mentioning it here on the podcast. I think these guys are kind of on the same side. I think a lot of guys in the B-Boys would kind of agree. Um, maybe not. I don't know, though. Yeah, I, like like I was saying, like it, it's, it's cool to have it because 
you know, say you're in that that close matchup where you're down five, six, seven points, and you, all you have left is your defensive player, but you you got B Wags, Bobby Wagner up in Seattle, and you know you might get eight, nine, ten points, right? Maybe you don't. You know, it's kind of like, I mean, I. But then if you're sitting on the other side, if you're on the other side, yeah, then you're like that's bullshit. Like well, Bobby Wagner beat me. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, I it, it's like any position across no, the board. I, no, I know, but but it's so unpredictable. That's what I mean. You don't know. Nobody knows. Now, if this was a receiver like Stefan Diggs that's sitting across that needs six to seven points, you're like, well, he's probably gonna get that. Probably. You never know. You never right, know. Right. But he's probably gonna get that. Now. That's what I mean. It's more predictable. Now, I know unpredictability is part of fantasy football, but that's the thing that makes strategy so so much more involved in the leagues because you can kind of project things when when you're going for like receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, defensive players, you cannot project how many tackles they're going to get. You cannot project how many interceptions they're going to get. And that makes it hard, and if you lose by that, it hurts a little bit more. It stings a little bit more. Yeah, there... I, I, and it hurts playoffs. I mean, there's teams out there that were really good, that lost by a few points, that missed the playoffs because, you know, because of a defensive player. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, you know, it just kind of goes back to what you were saying. It, like, everything across the board is unpredictable. Um, I know that there's been plenty of weeks where... We need Tom Brady to go off for 20, 30 points, and he puts up 10. 10 yeah. You know? So it, it's all kind of tough, and it's part of the game. Uh, I, and there is a little bit of strategy to defensive player. I know that there's there's guys in there who who lean more towards the tackling machines, the 100 tackles plus per, per year. Then there's guys who are going after Aaron Donald, mm. or they're going after the guys who Big get... Big sack guys or bit, something. Yeah, yeah, a lot of sacks, you know, or maybe... You know, teams favor favor uh, a safety who gets a lot of picks. Put a Harrison Smith. Yeah. You know, who might get you a little bit of everything here and there. Uh, so there's a little bit of strategy there. I'm me personally. I don't mind it. I I probably just vote against it just to get it out of the way uh, because I think it's irrelevant because it's only one guy, almost like a kicker, you know, or even a tight end. But uh, it's just one player impacting the game. I don't mind it. I'd probably vote against it if we were to table this. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see We'll see how it goes in the future. So those were just a few things, Matt, that we can put into consideration this upcoming year uh, for the B-Boys Fantasy League. Um, as always, though, it's fun no matter how we play. Um, so let's keep doing it. Uh, excited for another year next year. All right, let's move on. We're just going to talk some shop here. I got a topic for you, uh, Carl, but before we get to that, I think we're going to take a quick break here so we use restroom. All right, guys, let's get into our last segment. Uh, we're just going to talk some shop here. We're talking football. This is guys doing football here. Um, and the first thing I want to bring up, Carl, is um, I just want to do some... Uh, this is for fun, really. It's just we're at the end of the year... We're always looking towards next year because once the playoffs are done, once the Super Bowl's done, that's it for us in football. We're on to basketball and then baseball, but but all we yeah, 
go Bulls. I don't know if they're going to do anything this year, but um, we're always looking for the next year of football. And we're always looking for any developing stories. So can we predict? Or I think we did a pretty good job predicting some stuff last week in our fastest two minutes. So I want to test our luck again. I just want to rattle off some predictions this year. Josh, you could chime in if you got anything you want to add. So going into next year, let's rattle off some stories. I'm going to start it off real easy. Dak signs a contract and stays with Dallas. Boom. You got anything? No, yeah. I, 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 I totally agree. I think this is the move. This is what needs to be done. Now, Dallas is kind of cap-strapped at, at the moment. But if Dallas is smart, they got to do whatever they need to do to make sure that uh, Dak Prescott is the Dallas Cowboys for the 2021 season coming up. Okay. Because if they don't, then they're back at square zero or whatever, level zero, and they're trying to find their, their franchise QB when they already have one in-house. Exactly. They need to pay this guy... And we've seen it. Now, if they make the playoffs, they're not going to have the draft pick that they thought they would, too. So they need to get this guy. Because right. if they're not getting the top four, they're not getting one of those top quarterbacks. So right. they gotta get they got to get, get Dak signed. they they got to get him signed. And we've seen, you know, in spurts, what Andy Dalton's been capable to do, of doing with the offense that, he's, that he has, right? But we've seen Dak the last two, three years with this offense, with a healthy O line and health, healthy skill yeah. positions, and he this was he was playing out of his balling, mind, dude. Balling. This dude was Best leading year. the NFL in passing yards for like three season or three weeks after, after his, his injury. injury. Crazy, yeah. yeah. The dude was he was balling. He was MVP type numbers, exactly, yeah. dude. And 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 Dak knew it. Yeah, Dak, Dak knew. Dak Dak was betting on himself. Yeah, because he didn't get paid. Yeah. And he knew that if he... You know what? I'm and not going to fight this. Time too, I'm not yeah. going to sit. I'm just going to play this out. And I'm going to prove to Jerry Jones that I deserve this money. Goes and gets hurt. Right? You never you never want to see a player at this caliber, any player, get hurt. Goes and gets hurt. We've seen Andy Dalton come in. But it hasn't looked the same. No. You, you, can, you can attest. You're a Cowboy fan. You watch a lot of Cowboy football. Dak Prescott is a QB of the future. Jerry Jones should have signed this guy before the season started. Because this is the guy of the future. This is your only shot at at a potential deep playoff run slash Super Bowl. All right. You got any, any other predictions? So, my prediction for the, the next season, the New England Patriots trade the farm to move up into the top five and go and get a top QB. In this upcoming draft. Who's the QB? Do you have a, that prediction? It's either Justin Fields out of Ohio State or Old Boy out of North Dakota. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Uh, I, I'm losing his name too. But you know who I'm talking yes. about. But one of these guys. Because there's, there's, there's about yeah. five quarterbacks that are projected to go into the first round. I think the Pats and New England Patriots... Uh, Bill Belichick are are making it a, a point and emphasis to go and get a quarterback, and I think they make that move a big time move to go and get a quarterback in this upcoming draft. What do you think? 
I like that. I'm going to go against you here. And I think they go towards free agency. And I think they go towards a man like Jimmy Garoppolo. Who I think the Niners may let walk because of injuries. I think they go towards someone like Matt Ryan. Who might not be back with the Falcons. Matt Stafford. Who may not be back with the Detroit Lions. I think there's going to be some names that you see pop up here at the end of the season. And I think they go after someone in free agency. And they save their draft capital. Alright. Another one I want to bring up. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones. I don't think they re-signed him this year. Now they can franchise tag him. Now if they don't franchise tag him, I believe Aaron Jones moves on and I believe the teams that are likely to sign him are the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I believe may let James Conner walk. I believe the... There was another team I had. Let me look it up. The Atlanta Falcons. Who Gurley has proved not to be their guy. He's on a one-year deal. They're going to need a running back. And the New York Jets. Another team. That has a rookie running back, but I don't think he looks like... He may be the deal, but I think they'll pay up to get someone like Aaron Jones. I think those are three teams in contention for him if he hits the market. Uh, if the Patriots, I'm sorry. Oh, the pay. You can count the Patriots in that mix too. Yeah. If could. they if they go the Garoppolo route, you but yeah. it depends on the. And I think they I think they actually do have ton of money to spend. Yeah, they have they have a lot of money. Yeah. Um. I didn't mean to say the Patriots. I'm a little buzzed. Excuse me. That's my fault. My bad. But I meant to say the Packers. If the Packers are smart, okay? They'll franchise him. The Packers will do anything that they can to retain Aaron Jones' services, whether that's a franchise tag or a long-term deal. Because you've seen what Aaron Jones has been capable of doing the last two seasons with Aaron Rodgers. Now... The Packers are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. One of the best teams in the NFC. And, and Aaron Rodgers has, has had a resurgence this year. He's back to the, the Aaron Rodgers that we, that we know and love. Okay? Why would you want to break up that, that camaraderie that you have with a, a, a running back of this caliber? You know he's going to be asking for... Yeah, record money, right? Uh, yeah, guaranteed. He's gonna he's gonna be asking for top dollar. Alvin Kamara was asking for top dollar. The Saints went out and paid him. The Saints are ninety six million dollars in cap debt next season. Don't mean AK's getting cut. Everybody else is gonna get cut, <laughs> right? But but running backs like at at this altitude, this level, but I don't think, come around often. But I think what you saw last week was a preview of what's to come. They drafted a rookie running back. They drafted a rookie running back. They played him last week. He looked good. They've got another running back there sitting back up that's also pretty good. I think they're going to let this man walk. Jamal Williams 
is also a free agent at the end of the season. He is, so they would have to re-sign one of them. Um, and this Dylan Cat, I forget his first name. AJ. AJ. AJ, AJ that's your name, AJ. Yeah, it is my name. My bad. AJ Dylan is coming off the smallest of sample sizes. It is, it is. So if you want to bet the house... He's got fucking quads on, for days. He does, Saquon quads. Bigger. Bigger than Saquon quad. Saquad. We're talking about Saquad yes, Barkley. Yes, bigger. Bigger than Saquad Barkley. You saw him. He couldn't even it. make I've the Lambo leap. Yeah, because right. he's too heavy. There was snow. He slipped a little bit. Yeah, there but was he was snow. heavy. He tried it twice. He didn't make it twice. But look, you don't get rid of a talent like Aaron Jones because of a guy's performance against the Tennessee Titans defense. Tennessee Titans defense been trash this season. Okay. Not good at all. We've seen Aaron Jones put in work against top-notch defense, low-level defense, and everything in between. This guy needs to be re-signed. I get it. They spent high draft capital on A.J. Dillon. Yeah, sure. If, if that's what you want to hang your laurels on off this one week against Tennessee, you go right ahead. I won't blame you. But you know what you got in Aaron yep. Jones. You got to pay him. That's why I think they keep both. AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams and run with those two. But you never know. It, I think the best thing that I would do, or if I were them, I would take him on a franchise tag. You got, you got him one more year. Yeah. You probably let Jamal Williams walk. And you, you got AJ Dillon another year. He's a second running back now. And now you see what you get to see him in more reps. If he can be that guy. If he's not, then you pay Aaron Jones. But at that point, I don't even know if I want to pay him. That's another year on his legs. You know how running backs work in this league. Well, when you're, when you're, when you're talking about a running back who's in a committee like this in Green Bay, who's got three viable options, right? You let, you let Jamal Williams go. Say Aaron Jones or uh, A.J. Dillon comes in and he t- takes over that uh, Jamal Williams role as the number two. And he gives you pretty good numbers. Now you got some wiggle room. You can trade, say, like if you put one of these guys, uh, Aaron Jones, on the franchise tag, you can trade one of these guys. Yeah. Now because you're going to have the luxury of having A.J. Dillon on his rookie deal at a second round pick, which is dirt cheap. Yeah. Right? So if you wanted to move Aaron Jones, you, you have the capability of doing that. They should have traded Jamal Williams this year. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's on his last year. They had A.J. Dillon. They went and spent capital on a rookie running back that was a high rook draft pick. Uh, third round, I think. Second, second round. Second, second round. round. You got to trade what you have in Jamal Williams. I know you never know about these rookie running backs, but you went. You you just got to bet on yourself at that point. But anyways, you got any other uh, predictions? I got one for you. Go ahead. All right. Julio Jones is going to be traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> from the Atlanta Falcons. The Jacksonville Jaguars will have the number one pick. It's already set. No matter what happens in week 17, they are getting Trevor Lawrence. Or their pick at the quarterback. It's more than likely, it'll be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. What else do you do for a rookie quarterback? You get him a veteran dominant receiver. Who's out there that could be traded? That's a veteran dominant receiver. It's Julio Jones. 
The Atlanta Falcons are looking to rebuild. They're in a position to rebuild. They're looking for a new coach. This is time to cut ties with Julio Jones. Now, there's some other names that you could throw out there. A.J. Green. He's not He's not the guy I'd want for Trevor. I want Julio for Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Now, if you get Julio out there, you pair him up with D.J. Chark. You got James Robinson in the backfield. D.J. Chark becomes more valuable because he's just a second receiver. I think this works, but <laughs> this is just me talking. AJ, I no, I love it. I, mean, I love it, dude, and it makes a ton of sense. A ton of sense, bro, yeah. because Jacksonville's got a ton of of uh, cap space. Yeah, they can take on that Julio Jones contract, and just like you said, man, you you pair him with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence's not gonna come into this league and be afraid of throwing the football. No, Trevor Lawrence is gonna come in with Jacksonville. With Julio, with DJ Chart, James Robinson in the backfield, this dude's gonna air it out, bro. And is and it goes beyond DJ Chark at the number two. They still have DD Westbrook in the mix. They still have Keelan Cole. Keelan, if you're telling me that you got Trevor Trevor Lawrence and Keelan Cole as your number four wide receiver with those other three guys, bro, this guy is set up for success. So look, you pay this man. And you make the trade. Now, they might have to give up a first rounder, maybe a second and third. Give up the draft capital. Yeah. Right? Make I don't think they're going to give up the first because that's obviously their Trevor right. Lawrence pick. Right. But you might give up the next year's first. Yeah. And I think this helps them immediately. And I think it helps them for the next four years. And I think it helps the development of Trevor Lawrence. No doubt. Now... Does it happen? I don't know. Well, I'll say this. There, there's another name that I want to throw out there in ties with the Jacksonville Jaguars in terms of a number one wide receiver. And that name is Allen Robinson. He's a free agent he's, after the year. He's been there before. He's been there before. Does, if the Julio trade doesn't go through and A-Rob decides to come back to Jacksonville to pair up with DJ Chart and have Trevor Lawrence throwing them the football, I think if you don't get that Julio trade, A-Rob is a good complimentary um, acquisition for Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I love that, and I think one of these, I think something's got to happen here. Now, does it happen in the draft? I don't know, because the draft class is strong at wide receiver. I'm going to tell you that. Now, if it hits like it did last year, maybe they take their chances through the draft. I think they should do the veteran route because you're taking a rookie quarterback. You want him to throw to a guy that's been in the league. So you don't want rookie on rookie. I mean, you can, but I mean, you, you're hoping for a lot there. I think this is a smart route. I think A-Rob, Julio Jones are hot names out there. I think... I think that's good. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, if we hit on any of these, y'all... <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. And I, I, if we hit on one of these, I, at that point, I'm considering, like, I think we should be paid for this shit somehow. We've got to, like, somehow get our name out there. Something. All right. Uh, you got anything else? Any quick predictions? Josh Schultz, you got anything? Nah, I don't have any. All right, let me see. I'm going to look. I'm going to look real quick. I'm going to call something here. Let me see. Uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break, break right here real quick. I, I got to use the restroom again. <laughs> These beers is going through me, bro. All right. All right. Quick break. Quick break. <laughs> All 
All right, we're back, and we got one one last prediction here, and that's from my boy Jay Schultz. Jay Schultz, you got something to say about the New Orleans Saints, and this is something that's been on a lot of people's minds, especially our boy Carl. Uh, that's the New Orleans Saints uh, truther over there. Uh, what do you got to say? Okay, so I got something for you to, to talk about. I predict Taysom Hill will be the Saints quarterback in 2021 season. What do you think about that? I have him in Dynasty. <laughs> so I hope that happens. Um, we, saw, we saw a little bit of Jameis, and we saw three games of Taysom, and then we saw Breeze. So we saw all three quarterbacks this year. Taysom looked good when he was in, only when he could run the ball. When he was not able to run the ball, his pass game struggled. Um, I don't want to get called too much involved here. I think we might go on another hour. But uh, I'm going to give him one minute, and then I'm going to time him here. I'm going to put him on a timer. I'm giving Carl one minute to talk about this because he, he's obviously the one that knows most about this. But I think that if I don't put him on a timer, then he'll keep going on forever. So, Carl, you got one minute. Tell me, what do you think about this situation? The New Orleans Saints quarterback next season will be Jameis Winston, and this is why. I love Taysom Hill. I love what he brings to the game. He's mobile. He can pass. He plays on special teams. He's a jack-of-all-trades. That's why he won't be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints next season because he can produce in too many different positions on the field. You bring Jameis Winston in, there's reports out of training camp that Jameis Winston looked phenomenal, okay? But Sean Payton was a man of his word during training camp when he said that he would give Jameis Winston or he would give Taysom Hill the first opportunity of being the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints if Drew Brees were to leave or get hurt. So with that, Sean Payton gave Taysom the first shot. Next season, Jameis is a starter. You use Taysom in his jack-of-all-trades role, right, which he's been productive at. Jameis Winston starting quarterback next year. That's it. That, that's one minute. That's one minute. All right. So, Carl, there you, ha there you have it. Carl calls it. Jameis Winston's starting quarterback. Drew Brees retires. Taysom Hill, jack of all trades. Josh Schultz got it the other way. Josh Schultz got it. Taysom Hill's starting quarterback. Jameis Winston backup. I tend to feel like Taysom gives you the best chance at winning. Jameis Winston, unless he can turn those interception to touchdown ratios around. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, anyways, I don't care about that team. <laughs> Let's get to the last topic calling this talk shop. And we're going to talk about, this is an interesting one. Man, we're kind of on a long podcast here, but this is fun, man. So we're, we're having a good time. So I hope you guys enjoy listening to this. You guys break this up into multiple segments. You know, you don't have to listen to it in one shot. Nah. But, um, we wanted to talk about that Tua and Fitzpatrick situation going on in Miami, it's crazy. I, I know most of you were watching that game. We were all kind of keeping in touch on the group me. We were chiming in back and forth like, oh, look at that play. What happened here? You know. And then that one Fitz magic play happened. Face mask, 
throws it for a 40-yard bomb. Then the Sanders field goal. Dolphins win, still in the playoff hunt. Raiders lose. Playoff hopes crushed to pieces. Now, Dolphins. What, yeah, go, what do they do here? Uh, they're starting to, uh, but then they're replacing him with Fitzpatrick when they feel like they need the momentum. I don't get it. Uh, Carl doesn't get it. Carl's got a theory. I think I'm on the other side of the series, so I'm going to let him spit, and then I'm going to come at him with a rebuttal. So go ahead, Carl. Yeah, so th this is interesting, AJ. We've never seen this in the last... In, in, in our lifetime, we've never seen a quarterback situation being handled like this. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Tom Flores says that Tua's going to be the starter for the Miami Dolphins. But then his team goes on and struggles. And, they, and he says they need a quote-unquote spark. Well, they... I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I won't interrupt till the end. Go ahead. So he says that they need a spark because they need to win this ball game. So what does he do? He goes on and he brings in the veteran, Ryan Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. Fitzpatrick himself. And he, or Fitzmagic, I'm sorry. And he comes in and he does miraculous things. He does magical things. I feel like that is the wrong move. Because if you are going to go and say that Tua Tungavailua is your quarterback of the future, he's got to know what those situations feel like at the end of football games. If you bring in... Because Ryan Fitzpatrick's not going to be there forever. You're not going to go and sign another quarterback after Ryan Fitzpatrick is gone to take on that role. Because back up... There's... There's not too many backups at that caliber of Ryan Fitzpatrick. So next season when Ryan Fitzpatrick is gone and Tua is in this situation again, who are you bringing in to close out the game? There's not too many quarterbacks out there. Tua Tungavailoa has got to know what that situation feels like. That's how you develop quarterbacks. That's how you know if you have a franchise guy or not. And I'm talking 10 plus years for the Miami Dolphins. What do you think? I I agree with a lot of what you said, but I see what Flores... Did you say Tom Flores? Brian, Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Let me drink. Let me drink. You're going to mess up a name. Hey, Tom Flores is the local guy, though. You know that, right? Sanger. Sanger. Legendary. Legend. Um, no, but... Anyways, Brian Flores, I think, is onto something here. And who's to say you can't? You do it with running backs, running back by committee. You got your guys that run the ball really well, and you got your guys that pass or pass catch really well. Receivers, you got your slot receivers, you got your wideouts, you got your guys that run those deep routes, you got the guys that are intermediate, and you got the guys that run the short ones. Now, why can't you have a quarterback? That airs it out, and why can't you have a quarterback that's accurate or that's just, you know, there to manage the game? Because what Tua's doing really well, if I break down Tua, one of the most positive things that I see from this, this kid is he's managing the game. He hasn't thrown many interceptions, so he's not turning the ball over very, very often. But he's not scoring a lot. 
So the games are tight because of that reason. But they got a good defense. So he's playing right into his into his strength, right? Into the team strength. Because the defense is strong, so he's not turning it over, which is okay. You get the ball off, you punt it off to the other side of the field. Defense holds up, you get the ball back, you hold off. You know, you're getting field goals, you're getting you're managing the game. You've seen these types of quarterbacks. Trent Dilfer managed the game and went to the Super Bowl. He was not an air it out guy. Now, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick on the other hand, who who's a guy that airs it out, looking for the score, looking for highlight plays, looking for the big big one, right? Now I think Tom Flores is onto something Brian because Flores. or <laughs> 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 you see what you got me doing? You got it. <laughs> see what you got me doing? <laughs> now I think Brian Flores is onto something because. I think he understands his team really well. Uh, he knows what Tua does well, which is manages the game and controls the ball. Now, you know what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. He airs it out. He takes chances. And if you know Ryan Fitzpatrick, he also throws a lot of interceptions. Now, if you're, you're a team that's going to be throwing a lot of interceptions, you're going to be putting your defense into some bad situations. So I think what he's doing is he's letting Tua kind of control the game until they need that that go-ahead drive where Fitzpatrick can come in and lead them to a win or lead them to if they need it. And they haven't needed it all the time, right? Tua's gotten them to some wins. And at the same time, you're benefiting from the young quarterback rookie who I think has a high ceiling still because he's a rookie. He's getting a lot of game time as a rookie. He's getting to see some deep NFL defenses. And he's getting to take some chances here. Obviously, he's not doing what you want him to, to do, like a Joe Burrow or a Justin Herbert, um, and develop as quickly as them. But I think this is his way of developing Tua and still winning playoff games and getting into the playoffs. Or winning, winning uh, football games and getting into the playoffs. I don't know. I, I think he's on to something. Uh, you don't see... This is untraditional. You don't see this. You see it in high school sometimes. Eric Rios, Tyler Bray. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Eric Rios. You're my guy. Uh, for first couple games, we started Eric Rios and Tyler Bray. Eric played first half, Tyler played second half. And we won a lot of games. <laughs> for three games until Tyler took over. But... <laughs> but you see this in high school. You see this in college sometimes. You might see like a scat, scat back, running back type quarterback come in. You might see a, a quarterback play that's a, more of a passer. I don't know. I, I think he – I who's to say that this is wrong? Just because we're so used to seeing one quarterback stick in the game. You see it all the time in running backs. You see it all the time in receivers. Why can't you do it at quarterback? I know quarterbacks one of the is a leadership role, but I think and I I, I was watched and I I really respected this interview by Michael Irvin. At the end of that game, he interviewed Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know if anyone stayed after the game to watch it, but he asked Ryan all these questions and he said, "What's going on? What's in your mind? Like, well, how are you okay with this?" And he and Ryan Fitzpatrick was like, "I trust Flores. I trust Flo." I trust Flo, 
Uh, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to win games. Uh, if he feels that Tua's going to be the guy, then that's it. I'm with it. If he needs me, I'm ready. And I'm going to come in and do my job. And that's what all players say, obviously. But I do feel like they got something going here. And he said the best thing that Flo does is communicates. So going into the week, he'll tell him, this is the situation that we're in. And even going, and he said, well, what did uh, Tua say to you when he got pulled? Tua said, this is what I'm seeing in the defenses. This is what I'm noticing. This is why I'm making these throws. So they're helping each other out. It seems like a real team chemistry there. That's the best team kind of camaraderie that you can get. And I feel like Flo, this is another prediction. Flo is the coach of the year. Yeah. Flo is the coach of the year. But I think uh, I think he's onto something. If he can communicate with his team that well, and he's got them that bought in, then it works. Now, it doesn't always work because you got so many ego centric type players in the NFL that it won't work but but Ryan Fitzpatrick has never been a full-blown starter um two is a rookie you got guys that are bought into the system right now I think it can work the way it is don't be surprised Carl if Ryan Fitzpatrick gets re-signed by the Miami Dolphins and this continues till next year uh I think Tua will eventually become the starter. I think Tua will earn his stripes and become a pretty good player. I don't think he's going to be like one of those top guys, but I think he's going to be a valuable player. And I think that he's going to get better with the way this system is rolling because Flo is protecting him from that disaster of a rookie year that you've seen in Dwayne Haskins, that you've seen in uh, other rookie quarterbacks that get thrown into the fire and just fail. Now, Tua has not failed yet because Flo has not let him fail. So, and I know that failure is a part of success, but I think that as you grow as an NFL quarterback, as a second-year player, he's going to become better. I think you're going to see Tua come out next year a lot better. So, it's just my opinion. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out, but I, I like what he's doing. I think it's untraditional, and I think it's something new that you may see other new wave uh, coaches start to implement. Yeah, it's, you know, I hear you, man, and you make a lot of good points. My thing is, with the development of Tua Tungabailoa, is when when Ryan Fitzpatrick or any other quarterback who is willing to take on that sort of role is not there... When Tua gets thrown into that fire or into that water, is he going to be able to swim or is he going to drown? Because he hasn't been able to be, uh, he hasn't been in those situations. That's, that's my only, um, I like, my, my only downside to this argument is when Tua's in a position to where he's got to close out a game because. Uh, Flores hasn't felt like he's capable of doing it, so he's gonna put in Fitzpatrick or uh, you name whatever quarterback. I and is Tua gonna be able to do that because he hasn't been in that water before? And I don't think it's about him not believing in Tua. 
I think it's about him knowing that Fitzpatrick is better for the job at that point. Right. Now, next year, it might be a different story. Tua might be take a step up in play. And I think he might leave him in. So... We'll have to see. It's one of those things that we're going to have to just see. Yeah. It, wait and see. But um, it, it's an interesting situation because you've never seen this in the NFL where yeah. teams play quarterback after quarterback, you know? so it's, it's super interesting because I think what makes this situation unique is that the Dolphins are, are legitimate playoff contenders. So Brian Flores knows that his team can make, to, make it to the playoffs with this um, formula, right? So, you know, let, let's do what we've been doing because it's been working. It just, my, my, my thought with all this is the development of Tua in a year or two, when, that, when, when these type of situations arise, he might not be equipped with the, with the proper tools to, to handle. Yeah, that's my only thing. But you made you made good points. Uh, I think it's unique, man. We've never seen this done before. It's interesting. I thought it was a good. He combo. he he's my coach of the year. Yeah, with definitely. what he's done. Yeah, definitely, bro. The that Dolphins. De- that defense is locked in. The way he's playing these quarterbacks out, the running backs he's found. I yeah. mean, yeah, he's cycled through running backs. Like I said, uh, Solvin Ahmed, Ahmed was a was a practice player for the Niners. And I and I mentioned him earlier in the podcast, early in the year. I said, this guy used to be for the Niners, and the Niners cut him because they're so deep at running backs. But then they went and signed him. They got Lynn Bowden from uh, the Raiders that turned into a receiver. He's This guy is just a football genius. He's saying, you can play football. You can make plays. Let us find you a place on our team. Right. Let's find us a place where you can help us. And he's putting them out there, and they're succeeding. Yeah, Brian Flores is the coach of the year because of what you're saying. He is he is working with what he has. Yeah. And he, he's putting his players in a position uh, to use their talents and their skills to maximize it's either him or uh, Stefanski. St- yeah, they lost to the Jets, so. Yeah, they did. So. <laughs> I don't know. They've but, lost a couple, and they, they missed all their receivers. So. Right, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, it, it's crazy, crazy football year, AJ. Crazy. Schultz, crazy football year, man. Yeah, uh, it, it's You know, this is uncharted waters, um, but, man, the, you know, we never know what you're going to get, every, you know, Sunday to Sunday. We never know. And this is what I love about football. Fantasy, regular football. It's good stuff, man. All right, we're almost at two hours, so we're going to call it quits. I hope that you guys enjoy this weekend. It's our last regular season football uh, weekend, and we're in the playoffs. So uh, we're going to try to keep this podcast rolling throughout the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, uh, I think we can do it, but (laughs) um, we're excited for next year already, uh, next fantasy season. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed us this so, so far. Um, we're going to keep it going. So uh, make sure, Peter, you subscribe on the uh, Spotify that you did, the premium Spotify that you just got. I guess you got it for Christmas or something. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, Carl, you got some parting words for us? Um, I'm good. Unless Schultz has something Schultz to say. Something, sir? I'm good. That's it. AJ, you good? good? I'm good. Fellas, you know the slogan has been real. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's been real fun. 
but we out.